Hello and welcome aboard our podcast, Fighting Catholic Jetlag. My name is JC and I'll be your host. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, priest of 34 years and doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president and for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith. At times, we'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and rediscover your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up, and enjoy our flight to faith. You start or do I start? You start. You want me to start? You're the boss. No, I think <laughs> JC specifically said, You're oh yeah, boss. she did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who said, could you please be the boss? Um, hey, everyone. Welcome to Fighting Catholic Jetlag um, with Rebecca Sapp and Father Larry Hostetter. Uh, this is our new reality for yeah. a while, right? That's if right. you heard our episode last week, what happened? Apologies to everyone in advance. You have now got me instead of JC for a little while. Oh, no need to apologize. <laughs> That's the fun thing now is I get to edit it. So if right. I say anything that I shouldn't, I can. Yeah, you always kind of made sure that any gaffes that JC or I said, and we would tell you to edit it out, you had a way of finding a way of keeping it in. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the really bad ones you edited it out, oh. obviously, but other things that were a little cringeworthy you ended up keeping in. So that was uh, something you have to do for yourself as well. So That's true. I might have to keep something in for myself. So, Jace, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, we miss you. We miss you, Jace. All right. Um, so we've been sitting here talking about, you know, how, how we're going to do this um, and what we're going to do. It's a, a little bit different. And I think we are going to try to take advantage of this time and do some interviews mm -hmm. of, of different people, right? So I think so. Um, this today is just a little bit chat about Advent and what we want to do, but next week is going to be, what, what, we, what were we talking about? So it'll be Advent still continued, mm -hmm. but we're just going to talk about today about what we do for Advent and um, any things that we've got going on with the, ourselves. But then next week we want to talk about other people, uh, especially mothers, with it being the month of Mary. Um, is it, would you say it's the month of Mary? Well, it's kind of a Marian season. season you know, okay. that. So uh, May is the month of Mary. Yeah, May. And actually, October is the month of the rosary. So, but May is the month of Mary. That's where Mary is usually crowned. But Advent is often a considered the season of Mary because of the anticipation. Mary was the one who was expecting Jesus, she was pregnant with her child who would, of course, be the Messiah, the Son of God. And um, so there's that sense of anticipation of working towards Christmas, but also working towards the end times, anticipating mm -hmm. the return of the Messiah, the return of, of, of Jesus. But, you know, for many people, it's all about Christmas and getting ready for it. And there's that sense of anticipation, mm -hmm. much as I expect, don't have any personal experience, but much as I would expect, might be for somebody who's expecting mm -hmm. a child. So a lot of people can can relate. So we'll be doing some interviews, right? Yeah, 
We'll ask, be asking a couple of questions on how uh, those mothers prepare for Thanksgiving. Right. Not Thanksgiving. That's next. That's, that's tomorrow. That's, that's tomorrow <laughs> in terms for of Christmas. Yeah, we're gonna talk to some moms. Maybe if we can find some dads, just to talk about how Advent might uh, be important in their spirituality and also how they prepare their family for Christmas. Is there anything special they they would do? I remember when I was a kid, um, the first Sunday of Advent. In Germany, the, the neighboring village had a Advent market, and so they had this giant Advent wreath, oh. and they would light it. The kids' choir would sing some songs, and the bakers would bake these Adventssterne, these Advent stars. Ad Adventssterne. Adventssterne, yeah, <laughs> uh, that were in the shape of a star, and it was like a, a giant puff pastry um, with, uh, I don't know if it had jelly in the middle of it or not, but it was covered in sugar and it was deep fried. So it was kind of like a donut. Like type. a Danish kind of. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, um, you know, the, when you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you don't get the donut, you get the, the stuff with the jelly in it. What's that called? Is that a jelly roll or something like that? I don't know. A jelly donut, a jam donut. Yeah, something like that. Except it would be it, it would be bigger in the shape of a star, and it was it was oh. really really good. And then, of course, hot chocolate and yeah, um, probably some glue wine. Have you ever had glue wine? I've not, but I actually um, was just doing some work in Missouri with a liquor store owner, and he's from Sweden, and he makes his own. Glue vine. Oh, yeah. It's not that hard. You get yeah. a little bit of red wine and some sugar and cinnamon Beautiful. and cloves. And it's warm, isn't it? It's warm. Like mulled wine. Yeah. it's Yeah, you all would have mulled mm. wine in England. I'm My sure favorite. it's pretty much the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. So um, here's something to ask you all. We we maybe um, and Rebecca and I didn't talk about this, but this idea just popped into my head. So if it's not a good idea, it will get edited out, and <laughs> it you'll will get cut. You'll no. never hear about it. So you know how um, uh, that one podcast you all really like, um, my murder, favorite the murder, murder she wrote. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, they do periodic episodes where they read stories from their listeners Yay, so let's see if we can get any stories about advent stories so if y'all have any advent stories that are meaningful kind of in a catholic light things that maybe you do for your family during advent how do you re remember advent what kinds of things do you that are special as you get ready for christmas how do you deal with all the hectic of the weeks before christmas Write that up in an email, and we will read it. Yes. In, uh, at, in the next episode as part of our Advent special. What do you think about that? I love that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, send it to it, Fighting Catholic Jet Mail is back up, or Fighting Catholic Jet Lag yeah. at jet Gmail <laughs> <laughs> at Gmail dot com. Okay, Fighting Catholic Jet Lag at Gmail dot com. Check our web page or check my. Uh, Facebook, because our webpage is not active at this time. But our Facebook page is up. Is up. Facebook page is up. Yes. Mine is up. And look for that and follow our Facebook page um, and, and also our Instagram 
is coming back to is us. coming back yes so, facebook for sure mm -hmm. uh and we'll have that question identified for you i bet some of you have some really great heartwarming stories they don't have to be heartwarming this is after all is fighting catholic jet lag it's about trying to find meaning in the church mm -hmm. when one doesn't always feel like they uh they fit in um, so I'm excited about that, and we're going to be interviewing a, a few folks yeah, and see how see how that works. You know, I thought for also for this episode, we don't really know much about Rebecca, do we? I mean, we know you joined the church uh -huh. last year. That was we the brought Easter. that up, but you've been kind of a you know on the side as producing this and directing this podcast, and you'd pop in every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, I know your mom is a big longtime listener. Oh, yes. She's already expressed <laughs> all sorts of likes on our, our pages. So that's big fun. That's good. But um maybe I'll interview you for a moment if that's okay. Okay. All right. Bring it on. So um you kind of talk funny. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh I think everybody loves your your accent. So but uh you're obviously not from Owensboro. No. So tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you were born, and that kind of thing. Okay. So I'm from England. Uh, I was born in Manchester. And then when I was maybe 10, I moved to Preston. And that's Lancashire, a little north of Manchester, maybe 30 minutes. And then I lived there until 2015 when I moved to Atlanta for my job. And I worked for a software company and we were opening up a U.S. Um, department or U.S. company, basically. And I moved over to help start that up. And then in 2016, I met my now husband. And then 2017, we moved to Kentucky. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, you you were close to the Welsh border, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like so how did minutes. you feel about the uh, soccer or as you all say football game the other day when u.s <laughs> tied wales this is a lot in my house right now this uh -huh. football situation you know u.s and uk play on Fr england play on friday oh really yes so is that going to be shown somewhere is anybody watching that as a fox sports are showing it and peacock are showing it in spanish oh, okay. um but um i'm sure it'll be in a sports bar around here somewhere so my husband and I, obviously he's american i'm english so we agreed obviously when we play each other we support our own our mm -hmm. own countries and that is that there's no way i'm supporting but wales how do, you do, how do you decide well i was kind of on the fence with wales because we did agree that if anyone else is playing but our own countries then we'll support the other one so technically i should have supported us however as a 20 minute ride from my house, I kind of the felt neighbors. a little loyal yeah. to Wales. That was a tough game. Even though they don't like you all on your side of the border. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Scotland. No. <laughs> um, but no, I feel like it was tough, but Eric struggled with the fact that they drew. Yeah. He still thinks he's going to be, the US is going to be England on Friday. We have wages on. Um, well, after Argentina lost, you don't know. They were, I think, the favorites. Yes. So I know. So who knows? We did a really good game, though, um, when we played Iran. We won 6-2. 
which is a lot of gains for soccer. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of goals, sorry, for soccer. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's actually quite a big thing in our house right now. And my brother and my dad are in Qatar right now. At, oh, are they really? At the World Cup, yes. That yeah. that's devotion right there. Uh huh. They're right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some pictures of people that are there. It's uh-huh. a really beautiful city. Yeah. Where, where they're having this, and it they it sound it looks like they've built a lot of it just for the World Cup. There's uh-huh. a lot of new there. Was not too long ago on uh, uh, higher ed business in in Dubai, the neighboring mm. country, and it is remarkable what those countries are doing with the desert. Oh, yeah. Um, and you would think it's all oil that they're using. Um, they're doing quite a bit on sustainable energy. That's interesting. Um, I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah. They're not just completely dependent on oil. They're huh. actually doing quite a bit on sustainable energy as well, because eventually that other part will run out. run out. Um, and if, if that's all they've built, their economy on, then, you know, they've got, got some problems. But I didn't realize Dubai is the most visited tourist destination in the world. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I don't think that's true for a lot of Americans. Yeah. But I've heard from European family and others that a lot of folks, that's that's where they go. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's a big uh, UK holiday destination. Yeah, well, it's got the world's it's largest so mall mm-hmm. and the world's tallest building. Yeah. There's all sorts of interesting things. So you came here uh, mm-hmm. uh, to do your work. And uh, without, you probably don't want to mention the name of your company, but in general, what kind of work is it that, that you do? So I actually, so it's a software company, but I was a trainer in the UK. So I went, I'm not that technical (laughs) i'm a little but not a lot um so i did training in the uk and then coming here i became their product manager and it was really i did um i did time in each department before i moved here to learn the ropes of the whole business so then when i moved here I, i was the only member of staff so i could run everything with the uk company backing me so it was a bit of everything really and then I think four years ago, I was promoted and vice president of operations now, which means I look after anything in the US comes under my umbrella. So all of our customers, new sales, everything to do with it. If it's in the US, it comes through me. That's a pretty big deal. A little bit. I know. So one time you had to travel because of emergency with one of your clients had an emergency and you had to deal with it yep. immediately. I was off to Missouri. So, <laughs> yeah. Does that yeah. happen often? Not often. No, um, that was a credit card thing. We were putting new machines in there and it was a whole thing. But yeah, we actually deal a lot in liquor in the US, which is quite interesting. Whereas in the UK, we are really big in the charity market and um, specialized retail. So we do point of sales and things like that with my company. But here in the US, we have one charity called Holler Redeemer. Um, and then the rest of the liquor stores. What charity is that? Holler um, Redeemer, they are in Pennsylvania. And they have a thrift store. Okay. And it's, um, I think they're a hospice. I think that's what the thrift store raises money for is a hospice. And in England, you have a donkey sanctuary. Yeah. 
did you Google us? I, I, I was trying to think of some questions for the interview and I thought, what does Rebecca do? And then I saw that you had VP, your, your, your name and, uh, um, you had, uh, I, I guess it was the Facebook page of your, your company. And there was a thing about a donkey sanctuary. Yeah. Thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But Is yeah. that in England? The donkey sanctuary? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your donkeys are huge right now. I mean, TikTok oh, is full of donkey. Wait, because of Christmas? No, just because oh. people think they're cute. <laughs> and so we pet donkeys. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Really? Donkey, people that have donkeys on their farm. Maybe I just get a lot of animal farm TikToks. and animal TikToks. And maybe. maybe it's just my algorithm. <laughs> donkeys are in right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> So you joined the church this past Easter, mm -hmm. and last year you talked told us about Chris Tingles. Yes. I want to remind everybody what a Chris Tingle is. That's kind of an Advent tradition. Yes, it is. Uh, it was something we did. We made them at school. Um, it's like one of the Christmas activities, and it's a it's a big it's a navel orange, and you put a candle in the top, and there is oh no the song's in my mind now. <laughs> uh, there's a song to it. Um, and you put the light in the top and there's a red ribbon around it uh, to show Jesus' sacrifice for us. There's four candies and they each represent something, but my mind has... I think it's like marshmallows, one of them, isn't it? I was looking it up on Wikipedia earlier yeah. today because uh, I've been doing all my research. So, uh... But they each represent something and then the candle is the light. Yeah. And um... I will tell you what it what they represent as soon as I find the Wikipedia page. Maybe I'll play a clip of the song. Yeah, you can play a clip <laughs> of the song. Absolutely. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, it's Chris Tingle, like uh, like Christ and then Ingle, I-N-G-L-E. Yes. You can look it up on Wikipedia, and uh, they have an article about it. Um, in Did you know in Sweden, when you couldn't get oranges, they used rutabagas? Oh. I'm not 100% sure what a rutabaga is, but... Um, I don't know what a rutabaga is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. An orange representing the world. Mm -hmm. A candle pushed into the center representing Jesus as light of the world. Mm -hmm. Red ribbon representing uh, the blood of Christ. Uh -huh. And then dried fruits or sweets scored on cocktail sticks pushed into the orange representing the fruits of the earth and the four seasons. They, it's the four seasons. That was it. Yes. And they might also wrap foil around it to prevent your hand from getting burned. Mm -hmm. uh, cloves are sometimes inserted into the... Uh, my mom used to do that. She would take cloves and stick them into oranges and put them around the house. Because oh, it, it does a smell, yeah. Mm. Um, and then uh, in 2006, Chelmsford... Yeah. Uh, cathedral announced it were replacing the candles with glow sticks due to concerns of oh. children's hair catching on fire. <laughs> I mean, really? Glow I mean, come sticks. on. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So we had you, them at our live show. Do you, yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. That's right. We had yeah. a Christmas live. We had the Chris Tingle there. That's right. So have you you're doing anything different for Advent Advent this Advent starts Sunday when this this, Sunday. this when, when this is being released yeah. today. We're we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving. Um, are you have any new traditions you're incorporating? Yeah, um, I actually have been looking into this. So we're 
currently renovating a home and living in another home and we should be moving around the Christmas week and so we've dialed Christmas back completely this year although it's my first Christmas as a Catholic so it's kind of a shame Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's probably a good thing because then I can focus on the real reason of Christmas and what we're actually celebrating so um, we're not going to be decorating the house my Christmas decorations are already at the new house in the attic of the garage Uh Um, so we're not doing that so that's garage for the rest of (laughs) y'all You can be my translator. <laughs> but um, the what I have done, though, is I've just purchased, and I think it should arrive today, just in time, um, a advent calendar oh. holder and the four candles. Is it like a wreath or just a... a no, it's like a... It's like a... It's an, kind of like a Hanukkah candle holder almost. Similar, but inside of it, it's, it's solid and it's carved with the nativity scene. Oh, how so nice. It's very pretty, um, but I didn't, it's not a reef one. Um, and it's got the four candles at the top and the four candles is something new that I've never done before, uh-huh. which I'm looking forward to. And so if I'm understanding this right, the first candle gets lit this Sunday. Right. The second one next Sunday. Right. So then next Sunday will both candles be lit. Yeah, you light all. So as you progress, you light all Ah. of them. So if you, second week you'll have two candles lit. The third week you have three candles lit. What's the purpose of the pink one? Third, the third Sunday of Advent is. Oh, I want to get get this backwards. Um, There's Laetare Sunday and Gaudete Sunday. I think it's Gaudete Sunday. This is going to show you how bad of a Catholic I am. <laughs> um, in Lent, about halfway through, you switch from purple to pink, and then you go back to purple. Oh. So Gaudete, it is Gaudete, which is December the 11th this year. Uh-huh. It's the third Sunday of Advent. So the idea is, and the reason why they have purple and why the priest wears purple vestments is it's all, in addition to being a season of anticipation, it's also a season of uh, penitence. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the priest wears that the purple or the violet, and then third Sunday is oh we're almost there we can breathe a sigh of relief that we're not having to do penance but for another week. Oh. So you know because the rules for penance and penitential actions were a lot more serious. I mean, mm-hmm. Advent was a fasting season, and so you fasted throughout Advent, and you weren't allowed to feast until christmas eve probably even christmas day wow um and that's why we have such a big feast on christmas that's why you have such a big feast on christmas day is because you haven't been eating that much you know what think about how much different that would be for us instead of all the parties (laughs) during advent is we really get to feed and then of course you have the 12 days of christmas yes so you're feasting now for 12 straight days but it's okay because you've just spent four weeks before that Pre-gaming. De- depriving yourself. Yeah, yeah pre-gaming. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know what pre-gaming meant, but now I do. Um, so, you know, it, that's where the tradition comes from. And in fact, huh. in real Catholic countries, the traditional meal, I think we talked about this last year, the traditional meal on Christmas Eve is a fish meal. Yes. You know, the, it, yeah, the Italians have seven varieties of fish that they eat on oh Christmas gosh. Eve, or some do, that. and that, that's part of their tradition. Uh, in, in Germany, we always had salmon 
lox, Nova lox uh, on, on Christmas Eve, you know, because it was still, it wasn't Christmas yet. Huh. It was the day before Christmas. And so you, you still, you, you were celebrating as so you had lots of the fish. Yeah. But it was still fish. Fish. And so, because you still wanted to connect to, okay, I'm not ready to fully celebrate until after midnight mass. Wow. You know, and then it all breaks loose. Of course, now, you know, now we've got the anticipatory mass mm -hmm. on in often the children's mass and things like that. So it's a little bit different than than the older ways of doing things. Interesting. It's it's um it's actually something that I just found out about last Thursday because in the prayer group that I go to every Thursday the ladies, we read a book right now. It's uh, the gift of Advent and it's leading up to Christmas. And it uh, we're talking about Mary in our first chapter. The next chapter that we're reading right now is John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. um, so we're learning about all of that build up for the arrival right. of Jesus. So we're learning about that. But I also learned, so we were talking about Advent then. And one of the ladies shared that she was giving up something this year like in Lent. Hmm. So I was thinking about doing something like that to give something up as if it was Lent and I'm getting ready. Mm -hmm. But is that something you you said that's something you do? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't really, I'm not consistent on anything and especially not liturgical seasons. So I try to avoid, I, I don't put up many decorations mm -hmm. until at least the 17th of December. Oh, okay. And last year it was actually the 24th and that, but that wasn't because I was trying to be pure or anything like that. <laughs> it was, I just got really busy and distracted and it was kind of COVID. It was like, do I even want to decorate this year? I'm not, typically I have an open house or something mm -hmm. at, at my house, you know, a party or at some point have people over and I haven't done that for a few years. I was like, why Why am I going to do that? So I ended yeah. up doing it the 24th, left it up to almost right before Lent, which was, again, <laughs> laziness. Um, but so I, I try to keep, I have a little Advent wreath. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of Catholic families have Advent wreath. And I use uh, red candles because that's what I grew up with, little, oh. little red candles. I don't know why in Germany we had red candles, but we didn't do the purple and pink. So is it all for red? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I have no idea why. Um, huh. So uh, I'll have to look that up at some point. <laughs> you know, given the fact that you are planning on moving and getting everything done at Christmas week, you've mm -hmm. actually got kind of a cool basis for Advent in that preparation. the preparations of moving into a new home and everything mm -hmm. involved with that. So that can... You can kind of tie it in with that from a spiritual point of view. Yeah, I'm like going through a bit of a spring clean at the house mm -hmm. and feels a little bit of the wrong time, but I'm yeah. kind of going through that, like you say, preparation. Well, a lot of people do that. They clean the house, do a deep cleaning Christmas. at Christmas so before they put up the decorations. Yeah. I do like, uh, and I don't do very, I don't do any or haven't done any lights. Uh, do like when people put lights on their houses. Oh yes. It, and I think for Advent that's really appropriate because to me it always means that the days are getting shorter and darker and darker, and the light is kind of our way of pushing that darkness back. Oh, I like know? that. And so, um, in, in anticipation of Christ coming then and really pushing the darkness back. That's a really nice way to think about it. 
I like that. I don't remember it being being this dark this early before. I mean, it's only November and it's dark at four thirty. Yeah. And in England, you all have really long mm-hmm. days in the summer, right? Because you're significantly yes. further north than we are. Oh yeah, it'll be light until nine nine thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that from over there one time. It was like I wasn't in England, but I was about the same uh, place on the map, and it was. It was like 10 o'clock and oh, yeah. it was still fairly light. Uh-huh. It is, it's different, but um, they don't get the, the nice weather that we do in the summer. And it's it doesn't get as cold either in the winter. Not halfway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cold. I always heard England was not as mild. Like, yeah, the, the old Charles Dickens thing of the snow in London is very, very rare. Yeah. There's not often you get snow, and if you do, it looks like just a salt shake. Right. Because even Scotland doesn't get a lot of snow, do they? Not too much. Yeah, we do get bad weather, as in like rain and wind. It's cold and nasty, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like but not here. snow. No, not that bad. I think they used to. My mum's told me stories when she was a kid. Uh-huh. And actually, we used to go to bargaining on my birthday when I was younger, because it's at Christmas. But, yeah, not so much anymore. That's sledding for <laughs> all of us. <laughs> Tobogganing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, tobogganing. <laughs> Does England have, I remember in Germany, we had, a little off topic, uh, the chocolates that would have uh, brandy inside them or those oh, really yeah. good. Chocolate uh, liqueurs. Public, uh, yeah, or, or like plum or fruit mm-hmm. liqueurs. Uh, oh, yeah, and there's a cherry in them. Sometimes there would be a cherry. Yes. Those were not my favorite. That's we brandy. Got to those when we were kids. Yes. Oh, oh Yeah. I ate and, them as a kid. Yeah, they were little, little beans with brandy. Mm-hmm. They were, in German, they were Weinbrandbohnen, uh, brandy beans. <laughs> brandy. They were shaped like beans, and they had brandy in the middle. Yeah. And then there were other ones that had, like, different fruit liqueurs, like uh, um, yeah. plum, like a sliver of it, so plum liqueur, liquor or uh, mm-hmm. apple or raspberry or any of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was... Definitely something we ate. Yeah. <laughs> Probably can, shouldn't. Is well, that can, alcoholic? Can we get them here? Can you get them? I don't know. I have to look for those. I don't know. They're either. usually the ones that are left in the chocolate box at the end. Anyway, um, we've. I think we've got enough for the first episode, we, don't we, yeah, of our uh, new team. So do we want to say a little prayer before? Yeah. I'll let you do that one. All right. We can say a prayer. <laughs> In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Gracious God, we ask you to bless us. Uh, bless JC as she is away from us. Uh, bless all of us. Bless those who are celebrating Advent and who seek to find deeper meaning in its festive days. In a special way, Lord, we ask you to bless the uh, victims of the shootings that happened over the last few days. Uh, help us to become truly a more peaceful people in line with the message of the King of Peace, Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, this podcast is over. Go and love and serve the Lord and one another. And Godspeed. Godspeed. (laughs) Yay! I'm not sure that's exactly the way we used to do it, but it's pretty close. Yeah.